Hello and welcome to the Korean Beauty Show podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Lee, founder of K-beauty brand Jellico, podcaster and your guide to all things Korean beauty. On this show, we discuss everything you need to know to perfect your skincare and beauty routine with the latest tricks straight from South Korea. This week's podcast is brought to you by the new K-Beauty releases now available on Very Shop. Shop the hottest trending beauty brands, including Jellico and Subi Beauty in America on VeryShop.com now. Hello and welcome back to our Thursday episode of the podcast. So this week, I want to run through some of the popular beauty treatments in Korea in 2022. So this is just something a little bit different uh, from what we usually do, I guess, which is, you know, talking more around uh, things that we can do ourselves at home, things that we can do to, you know, make our skin look its best. But I just thought, you know, there are a lot of differences in the styles that are popular for things like lashes and nails and brows and whatnot in Korea. And maybe they are a little bit different from what's going on in your home country. So why don't we take a look through what they are? That was what I was thinking. So the first thing I had on my list is lashes. So eyelashes. Now, I know in a lot of other countries at the moment, lash extensions. So, you know, where you get uh, basically an individual lash is stuck on top of each of your own uh, natural lashes. That is really, really popular and has been for quite a while. Uh, And that, of course, it is a really popular procedure here in Korea. There are a lot of people that do it and do it really, really well. However, I think going into uh, probably it started at the, the start of the pandemic is what I would say, but definitely going into 2022, I'm noticing a shift towards a preference for lash tints and lash lifts. So I think if you have ever had false lashes before, you'll know that they are a little bit harder to maintain. You have to brush them regularly. Uh, they do fall out. And when they fall out, your eyes can just start looking a little bit, you know, mankier, I guess, particularly if they fall out in strange places. So you'll have like uh, part of your eye where you've got really, really long lashes and then a part where you've got like absolutely no lashes. It can look a little bit strange. Uh, and you, then you either have to go and get them refilled or, you know, wait until they all fall out and start again. So I think the thing is with lash tints and lifts, obviously they look more natural because you are using your own eyelashes, but it's just a more enhanced version of your own eyelash. Uh, And I think particularly because at the moment here in Korea, as we have been for going on two years, everyone's in masks. So you can see your eyes, which is why I think people are still getting their eye enhancement treatments done. Uh, And, you know, just opting for something that's a little bit easier to maintain, perhaps. Uh, They're also cheaper, obviously, as well, because, you know, there's less effort, I guess, on the part of the person doing your lashes. Obviously, if they're sitting there and sticking on, you know, lashes one lash at a time, it's a lot harder for them to do. Whereas, you know, the lash lifts and tints, you know, they're not sitting there for an hour and a half, two hours just sticking lashes on. So I think that's why the trend is happening. So if you've never had one of these procedures before, uh, definitely they are... uh, available in other countries outside of Korea. I know uh, I've, I've seen them in the States before. They're definitely available in uh, Australia as well. And I guess the other thing is with all of the procedures I'm talking about, 
today, you might immediately think, oh, no, we don't have that here. But what I would suggest doing is if you haven't already, check out whether there is a local salon or a salon somewhere in your city run by Koreans. Uh, I know my little sister, she uh, was wanting to get her nails done and, you know, she was complaining about something or other. And I said, oh, get your nails done like this. And I sent her a picture of something that's just a lot more easy to maintain. And she said, oh, no, no one does that here in Sydney and I was like no they definitely do like you just need to find a local Korean place and I sent her a list of nail places in Sydney run by Koreans and they do all the same kind of things that they're doing in Seoul so that's my little tip for you if your local you know salon whoever it's run by doesn't do a lot of these kind of things see if you can find one run by Koreans in your local city uh, because they're they're definitely going to be up to date I would say with a lot of these kind of trends So look, if you are wanting to go for a lash tint and lift, this is what you can expect. The results last for about six weeks and you can apply mascara over the top as well. But basically once your lashes grow out, like your natural lashes, then you'll have to go in for a retouch. Uh, So I have been having this done probably for about eight months. Now I don't have time to go in every six weeks. So I just, I just go and get it done when I can, but that it's so much easier to maintain them. That is definitely something that I have found moving from lash extensions to just getting this kind of a more simple procedure done. And the thing I love the most about it is that it doesn't look so strange when it's growing out. Uh, that was one of my pet peeves with lash extensions. You know, I just felt like, oh gosh, I've got to rush back and get them done again because half of them have fallen out or they're twisted and they just look a little bit strange. So I'm really enjoying the results. Now, if you are in Korea, uh, then or soul in particular, I can recommend someone. The One of the most skilled lash artists I've found is Chloe Eyelash in Mapogu. Uh, she does lots of Koreans and Westerners, so she's really familiar with getting a very nice curl on Western eyelashes, which can be a little bit trickier because obviously our, our lashes are a little bit different from Asian lashes. Uh, so I've had lash extensions and perms done by her. And guys, this is not an ad. She's not paying me. She probably doesn't even listen to the podcast. This is just someone that I can personally recommend because I do sometimes get other foreigners in Korea dropping into my DMs asking about, you know, um, hair and, and makeup places and, you know, facials and stuff like that. So this is just a personal recommendation. Uh, I've had basically all of the procedures that she does for lashes done with her and I've had the best results basically of anyone that I've seen in my time in Korea, so about six years and as well compared to the times that I used to get my lashes done in Australia, although that was a very, very long time ago. So I will caveat that. Uh, so Chloe Eyelash in Mapogu, if you are in Seoul, I can highly recommend her. Uh, and guys, if anyone knows people that do a lot of these procedures in their local area, feel free to, uh, get in touch with me. And that way, you know, if someone's looking for recommendations, we can, you know, point everyone in the right direction. Uh, obviously I'm most familiar with Seoul. So a lot of other places, uh, I'm, I'm just not as familiar with. So if you guys know someone that's doing a lot of these really successfully, uh, these Korean techniques, let me know and we can share that with other people. Uh, so nails. Nails 
is another big one. Uh, people in Korea love getting their nails done. Uh, women of all ages too. I'll often see, um, you know, mums going together with their daughters, like, you know, and the daughters are sort of like in their 30s and the mums are like in their 60s. So it's very, very popular to get nails done. Uh, gel nails in particular are the most uh, popular. So people tend to prefer gel rather than just getting, you know, the, na- the, the natural polishes, that kind of thing. Uh, but the thing with nail styles in Korea is that they're always changing and they're changing really, really quickly. So in general, no one in Korea really does just one color for their nails. Uh, That's just not really the dumb thing. People do like lots of different colors or they do uh, art, nail art. So I know in the States at the moment, a lot of people are doing like one color, but then they'll have like a point nail that's like a sparkly nail or something like that. Uh, And that was a little bit trending in Australia as well when I was there. But things like French manicure, like the plain French manicure, no one really does that here. That is not popular. Uh, I think in general, thing to know about nail art in Korea, it's very seasonal. So you will notice that at Christmas time and around the holidays that most shops have like a selection for December themed stuff, you know, for Christmas with little Christmas trees and gingerbread men and candy canes and wreaths and things like that. And then for spring, obviously cherry blossoms are the big thing here. So you'll see a lot of really beautiful nails designed around blossoms and flowers. In summer, it tends to be things like the beach theme. Um, and then autumn, obviously we move into, or fall, um, as it's called in the States, we move into that really nice sort of fall palette that you get so those kind of things so the techniques are what normally changes uh, and how that they're doing the nails so at the moment there is uh, a technique being used that is really popular and that is called donut nails and basically the artist uses a little bit of a thicker polish to create a raised design on the nail that sort of pops out from your nail so why are they called donut nails I asked and I was told that they were originally being done in like a donut-like shape, so like a round shape like a donut, and then decorated on top of that, and that, that's why they were called donut nails. But now I'm seeing artists use them in a whole lot of different ways with lots and lots of different shapes. If you can't quite picture what I'm talking about, I've tagged some examples on my uh, stories on Instagram, so go and check those out. I'm at lauren.kbeauty. Uh, but, yeah, so if you are looking to get your nails done maybe you live in Korea maybe you're going to be here for you know a little bit of time so Korean nail salons do operate a little differently than western salons and this is one of the big differences here it is quite common to offer um, memberships so you'll go into the salon and you can just go in and have a one-off treatment done that's totally fine but most salons will have a membership thing and that is you will put down credit in advance to, to you know for the store whatever, and there'll be a different tier of discounts for you based on how much money you've put down. And then every time you go back to the salon, they will just use your credit towards whatever you get done. So often if you sign up for a membership, you will get additional extra benefits. So things like they will remove your old nail polish for free, or they will give you, you know, maybe 10% off each time you go back, something like that, like as an incentive to 
put down more money basically. So say you put down $500, they might give you 10% off. But if you put down $1,000, they might give you 20% off every time you go in, something like that. It's different per salon. So you'd have to go and sort of check it out. The other thing is that if you're looking to save a little bit of money on your nails, check out what their monthly nail art specials are. So most salons will have like a pre-prepared set of designs for the month and you can get those done at a discounted rate. So basically, you know, you go in, you can select from them and then there'll be a set price and they tend to be quite good value for money, like very elaborate designs. But if you bring in your own custom design, that always ends up being more expensive. So I have found the difference between bringing in a custom design and asking them to do that versus going with the monthly nail art design, it can be around $50 to $60 like cheaper. So it's quite worth it. So if you are, if you really love nail art, or maybe you don't speak Korean very well and it's just too difficult to explain what you want, if you go in and have a look at the monthly nail art specials, you can just point to what you want and then get that. So that's a little handy tip if you are just going to be visiting Korea for a short amount of time, but you want to go and get your nails done, go and check out what their monthly nail art specials are. Uh, And they'll generally just have them up on a little... um, I guess a little board, a little board with like lots of different designs. So just have a peek around and see, and then you can point to them. That will probably be the easiest way. Uh, So for example, the salon I go to, they will have like three designs every month that are around $60. They will have three that are around 70, three that are around 80 and three that are around a hundred. And they're different designs. Obviously the more complicated the design, the more, you know, I guess, uh, jewels and things like that they use on it the more expensive it is but you can totally choose between them uh the only other thing is some salons will let you change the colors of the set design but others won't so you'll just have to suss that out so you know if you go in and the nails you really like the design but it's black some salons will only let you do black and won't let you change it to red or whatnot and others will let you do that so you just have to see but that's sort of where nail art is at the moment in Korea circa February 2022. Now the last thing I had on my list well the last two things I had on my list today and they're all brow related so eyebrows obviously because Eyebrows can still be seen over the COVID mask. Brows are very, very popular in Korea at the moment. They have been for a very long time, but brow tattooing. Now, this trend has always been popular. It is continuing in 2022. Uh, So um, people are definitely doing their upkeep with their lashes and brows. Now, one thing is that the materials and the techniques being used in Korea are a little different to what I've seen overseas. So what's popular here is the micro shading technique, which gives the brows a soft and powdery look. That's very popular, a little bit different from like the stamped on look that I used to see. Uh, Microblading and shading, both of them, they are quite a quick procedure if you think about how long the results last for. It takes a few hours at the most, but the first time you get it done, the aftercare is definitely a little more time consuming. Uh, I remember the very first time that I went to go and get my brows done to have some micro shading done. I took my mum with me. She was in Korea at the time and we both wanted to go and get them done. So we went to a really popular local artist uh, and we got it done and it was fine. Like it did hurt the first time. I'm not going to 
gonna lie, but it was the after afterwards that was quite funny. Um, we <laughs> came back, and I swear we kind of looked like clowns. We had these really really huge, like exaggerating looking eyebrows that were really dark as well for probably like three or four days. So we were just like cacking ourselves, like we were just cracking up because every time we looked in the mirror, we were like, oh my god, we look like clowns. But once the bruising went down. Uh, it faded really, really nicely and it faded pretty quickly. And the good news is that you have it done the first time and you look very clown-like and a bit over-exaggerated, but I've noticed that anytime I've had a touch-up afterwards, that the aftercare is nowhere near as brutal. Uh, it doesn't look as strange. So the good news is that if you get it done once, hopefully you can limit the, the crazy after effects because when they're doing the retouches, I don't think they're going as deep because there's still some pigment there. So again, if you are looking for a skilled tattoo artist in Korea and particularly someone who is familiar maybe with Western brows and brow design and doing procedures on Caucasians, I can highly recommend Jisoo from Abil. So she is who I go to for my brows. She did my mum's as well. Uh, again, this is not sponsored. Uh, she doesn't know what I'm talking about. This is just a personal recommendation. So she is actually certified in Russia and Korea, and she is familiar with doing microblading, micro shading. She does really, really impressive lip color corrections and tight lining for eyelines as well. Uh, and she does beautiful work. She posts them on her Instagram. People of all colors, uh, Caucasians, uh, and of course, Asians as well. So if you're looking for someone that's just really talented with a wide range of races, um, faces, skin colors, then definitely go and see uh, Jisoo from Abia. I will have all of the, the details for the people that I mentioned in today's episode. I will uh, have their Instagram accounts in the show notes. So if you are looking for someone in Korea that can do these kind of things, and I'm pretty sure she speaks English as well. So definitely one to check out. Um, but you would have to book in advance with her if you're only going to be in Korea, say for like, you know, a week or two and you wanted to get something like this done. I would just recommend getting in touch with her a couple of months out from your trip so that you don't get disappointed because obviously if it's just one person at the shop, then they their slots do sort of book up pretty quickly. So that's my my other little tip. Now, the other thing I'm seeing for brows at the moment is a procedure called a brow lift. Uh, and that is basically just a simple perm procedure to enhance the look of the eyebrows. So obviously, brow lift in English has a different meaning. And that is like a surgical procedure where they are literally using like sutures or dissolvable stitches or something like that to physically lift the brow up. This is not what we're talking about. In Korean, it literally is brow lift, but it is basically similar to a lash lift, but on your eyebrows. So you're using your own natural eyebrow hair, but you're making them look a little bit cleaner, clearer, and stand out a little bit more. So similarly, it lasts about a month to a month and a half. Uh, and I had a little dig because I haven't actually had this one done before, but basically everyone was saying the only real prerequisite for having this brow lift procedure in Korea is that you do actually need to have some eyebrow hairs. So it's not a good idea. It's not a good procedure. It's not really that well suited for people that don't have a good set of brow hairs to begin with. Uh, but a lot of people end up doing the lift and the tint at the same time to really bring out the line of their natural eyebrows. 
So that is just a little bit of a snapshot about what is trending in the salons here in uh, Korea, I guess, like the popular beauty treatments, little treatments that people can do. So I guess these are all things that if you want to have any of these done while you're in Korea, definitely, you know, you should be able to find someone no matter where you're staying that can do uh, a lot of these. Uh, And if you aren't planning a trip anytime soon, then my tip obviously is see if you can find a recommendation for a Korean in your local area uh, that does things like this. Maybe ask around, you know, in your local area, see if anyone knows because they are going to be the most familiar with just the kind of procedures that are going on in Korea and they may have even been trained to do these kind of things in Korea and then might just be working overseas at the moment. So that is just a little tip. I've definitely found people like that myself. Um, I remember one time I had lashes done when I went back to Brisbane, which is my hometown, and I went to a local Korean salon there just because I knew that they would be familiar with what I wanted. Uh, And I've definitely seen that there are nail salons in uh, Sydney that are doing all of the stuff that's popular here as well. So hopefully a lot of options for you if you're interested in getting one of these done yourself. Uh, So that is all I had for this week. So I will be back next Tuesday with a another wrap-up of the K-Beauty and news headlines for you. And until then, I will see you on Style Story. Bye.